This is a podcast version of our YouTube video. Make sure to subscribe to Oddspedia on all platforms so you don't miss any content. Now on with the show. Hello guys and welcome to Oddsome Copa del Rey. We have the last 16 round starting today, Tuesday, and we are going to analyze all eight games with Alvaro Romeo. Hello, Alvaro. Hello, Eduardo. How are you? I'm good, although Real Madrid is not in this round. And well, we are going to analyze these four, eight games with you and also with the people who are commenting. They will have to win a £10 free bet with Novibet and they just can post their questions to Alvaro and he will reply, of course. And do not forget, of course, to click on the like if you enjoy the video. Subscribe to our channel and click on the bell to get all the notifications, for instance, whenever we do these live videos, especially for the Copa. And Álvaro, we start on Tuesday, so today we have Valladolid Levante. We saw this game in the weekend and was an interesting game, especially the second half. Four goals to draw, to two draw. With Levante getting better and better in La Liga, only one defeat in the last eight games, and Valladolid, they are still struggling, two points above relegation, so maybe, maybe Levante take this game more seriously because they can dream about the Copa, whereas Valladolid has to be very careful with La Liga, and if we see the odds, actually Levante is slightly favourite. Yes, yeah, and uh, I was thinking before preparing this show that, uh, you know, this season reminds me a little bit of the time when the clubs like Mallorca, Recreativo de Huelva, Betis, Osasuna, reached cup finals. Do you remember that time? Uh, circa the beginning of the century, right? And uh, Real Madrid is out, Atletico is out. Uh, let's see how Barcelona does it, what they suffer in the last game uh, against Cornellà. So why not for a team like Levante, that they haven't won a title for a long time, uh, to, to try to go for a cup? So I think Levante, uh, on the basis of what I've seen from December onwards, uh, they are favorites uh, coming into this game. I mean, they, they score many goals, they've got quality going up front, uh, they've got a very solid project. And uh, yes, it's true that against Valladolid in the weekend, uh, they drew two all. And I can see something like this happening because in the cup, the Spanish teams seem to be a little bit more happy, uh, seem to be a little bit more uh, careless when it comes to defending. So, for example, I think that this is a good uh, game for the following market. The over 3.5 goals, that triples up your bet, which is really good as well. I think that uh, also you can think that uh, this could be a game with many corners, more than 12.5 corners. That pays 5.5. Both teams, again, they drew two all in the weekend. And I'm going, if you want the simple one, go for the following. Levante to win in 90 minutes, that duplicates your money. And I believe that that is a very good bet as well. Yeah, I was surprised to see Levante favorite. So you put your money in uh, Levante, David is saying that uh, it's, it's pretty clear that you love uh, Monopoly, Alvaro, so you like the money. We have to take oh. in consideration your bets if you are a, a money taker, like in Monopoly, maybe also, hopefully also in the in the betting, no? Well, then, first one is Levante, two Primera teams. Also today we have Girona Villarreal, Girona in Segunda División, but they kicked out uh, Cadiz already in this Copa del Rey. They are not doing great, actually, in Segunda. They are eighth right now, but they are coming from beating Espanol, for sure the best team 
in segunda and Villarreal. This probably Villarreal never do nothing very interesting in the Copa del Rey and is a very good club in La Liga usually competing until uh, to get into European positions but the and we saw them in the semifinals of the Champions League but in the Europa League or in the Copa del Rey they are not doing great things and um, why not Álvaro Villarreal to do something great in this Copa del Rey and actually the odds for beating Girona are quite all right 1.75 Yes, I mean, for how good Villarreal has been in the last 15 years, uh, if you put that versus how many titles they have won, well, the return is very low. Villarreal hasn't won any title. And uh, you're right, you're right. They came, uh, they reached the Champions League semifinals in 2006. They came second in La Liga in 2008 as well. But, you know, they've been always like a a team that hasn't been able to break that roof and uh, make a step higher. Of course, they've got the limitations. Uh, Villarreal is a very small municipality. I believe that uh, uh, the Estadio de la Ceramica can host pretty much the whole city of Villarreal. That tells you a lot. Uh, but, however, I think that uh, Villarreal has to be favorite for, for this game. However, there is something there that I do like. The double chance for Girona, uh, a team that has been in the Spanish top flight until not long ago. A double chance for Girona is still paying 191. If you want to be a little bit more speculative and if you believe in surprises, in the magic of the cup, you can go for that one. But in my case, I'm going for, for the following, the under 1.5 goals. Why am I going for this? Because Girona has scored only 17 goals in Spanish segunda division. And Villarreal defensively, they are doing the job this season. So this is definitely my favorite bet. Under 1.5 goals, I do believe that Villarreal is going to be very tight defensively. That pays 3.1, and that is definitely my favorite bet for this game. Mm, Villarreal struggled to beat Tenerife, 0-1, another second division team. And remember, uh, Emery is a very good coach in this kind of knockout competitions. He is showing it with uh, his teams. So let's see if Villarreal can dream with uh, something big in Copa del Rey. I think we all love uh, this club really well managed by um, a very good businessman and rich one and yeah. let's see how they do it yeah alvaro no i was going to say that uh, this is a bit of color into spanish culture but uh, villarreal owner uh, appeared in the list of uh, most rich people in spain you know that forbes makes a list uh, not only internationally but also country by country and the villarreal owner is among the top 10 so that tells you a lot about uh, you know the kind of ownership that Villarreal has, and that explains as well how such a small city has been able to produce uh, not only so many great footballers, so many good performances, but has been able to sustain a club like Villarreal in the top flight for so many years. It's exceptional, really, and uh, uh, Villarreal is a team that has an excellent academy as well, so it's... Uh, been a very refreshing news for Spanish football, definitely, because they have been able to take that place that probably Zaragoza had in the past, or maybe a club like, uh, let's say, Tenerife, when they were in the top flight, Villarreal has been able to take over from them, and they have established in Spanish football as one of the best Spanish teams. Yeah, the Roch family is a very, very important family in Spain. Then from this Girona-Villarreal, we go to... Uh... One of the most interesting games we have in this last 16 round, Betis Real Sociedad, another game we just saw during the weekend, in this case was in San Sebastián, and Real Sociedad was this close to win the game. They were leading 2-0, but at the end, Joaquin equalized in the last minute. Joaquin, 39 years old, 
actually is the um, oldest footballer to score and give an assist in the top five European leagues in the last decade, only behind Francesco Totti with his assist and his goal against uh, Real Sociedad. And here, despite the bad moment of Real Sociedad, we see that the odds are lower for the Basque team. Yeah, let's see if Nino, by the way, who is still playing in the top flight, breaks Joaquin's record this season. He's still capable, eh? he's 40 years old. But anyway, talking about Petis Real Sociedad, uh, fair play to Joaquin, anyway, great player. Uh, I, think that, I think that Betis is going to win this one. Uh, you know, I, I do believe that. I, I think that Real Sociedad is in a very bad moment of form and, uh, you know, the results are talking. Uh, since December, they haven't been able to, to win uh, convincingly any game. Um, they have been competitive, though. I'm not saying they haven't, but just they are missing some cutting edge. Uh, they don't score enough goals. Um, it's good that Toyar Zabal is back, scoring, definitely. I believe that this season they are going to miss William Jose because he's moving to England, to Wolverhampton Wanderers. But in this case, I think that Betis is growing, it's improving. Canales was fantastic against Real Sociedad. Uh, Fekir is playing really well. Laine is a very convincing player too. So I'm going for the following. Betis winning and the game will have more than 2.5 goals. That pays five. That is my most speculative bet when it comes to this game. Uh, and the over 3.5 goals market is very interesting too. That pays 3.25, and basically you triple up your money. Uh, you can be safe that these teams are going to concede because Betis and Real Sociedad are not very good defensively, and they are very happy going forward. So the more goals this game has, the more logical this game is going to be because this is what we are expecting, and this is what is happening this season. George is telling us that he thinks that Betis will beat Real Sociedad. Actually, is the same as uh, we both. Think Betis, they are in the best moment of the season, for sure, in the beginning, in this 2021, four victories and two draws, uh, including the derby that they should have won it. So, good moment for Pellegrini, finally. And for um, this Betis Real Sociedad, we stay in the same city, Sevilla, Valencia, for names, is the probably is the best uh, match in this uh, last 16 round. But Valencia, we know how they are suffering this year and probably they shouldn't think a lot about Copa del Rey because they are still in danger in La Liga, whereas for Sevilla, uh, Copa del Rey is always a very interesting competition. They suffer a lot to beat Leganés, but they are in good run in La Liga. They beat Bet uh, Cadiz uh, after beating Alaves and Nesir is scoring easily, 15 goals so far this season. So everything said because the odds for Sevilla are very low, 1.5. Yeah, they are low, and I can understand why. At the end of the day, Sevilla has been consistent in 2020 and the beginning of 2021. Valencia hasn't. It's as simple as that. I watched Valencia against Atletico de Madrid, and again, I can't stop thinking that they should have more points. They, they produce goal opportunities. I believe that the, the individual mistakes up front are killing Valencia. The individual mistakes in the back are not helping them either. I'm not too convinced about their goalkeeper. I'm not too convinced about their strikers. But they are doing everything that they are capable to do collectively to win games. However, their efforts have proven not to be enough against top teams, the likes of Barcelona or Sevilla, or, perdón, sorry, Atlético de Madrid were able to, to beat Valencia. 
and not Real Madrid, but that was pretty exceptional, yeah, uh, with three penalties in one game. So I think that Sevilla is going to cruise through this time and they are going to qualify. So I'm going for the following, though. Uh, Sevilla to win and both teams to score, so that combined uh, odd. Uh, it's interesting. That pays 3.5. And an Asian handicap of minus one for Sevilla, with Sevilla winning, that pays 2.63. And those are my favorite bets. I think that Sevilla, um, having a in the city in such a great moment, having Luke de Jong in the bench, wanting to replicate what El Nesiri does, uh, that makes it very promising. Uh, and I think that Sevilla can score many goals this time. So that is my favorite by far. I'm going to keep it, in fact, for the ACA. An Asian handicap of minus one for Sevilla pays 263. The same that George uh, says, actually. So he's uh, reading your mind. Tom, uh, he knows that you are an athletic supporter. And he's asking if uh, Sevilla is really the oldest club in Spain. They were celebrating um, uh, the birthday this week. Uh, that, that's funny. That's a funny one. Uh, Sevilla... Always says Recreativo de Huelva is the yeah. oldest in Spain. Yes, Recreativo de Huelva, yeah. Uh, was founded in 1889. Sevilla was founded in 1890, even though they changed the date of their foundation a few years ago. Uh, UEFA has recognized it, so this is official. So, yes, Sevilla is the second oldest team in La Liga, but this uh, came a little bit late because I remember Sevilla celebrating their centenary. <laughs> Not long ago, and uh, they were celebrating the centenary for another date. But right now, as it stands, and UEFA recognizes it, Sevilla was founded in 1890, and they are the second oldest Spanish club. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't heard, heard it yet, I recommend you to listen to the uh, centenario song from uh, Sevilla. It's an anthem amazing, sing by, sung by El Arrebato, hmm. and I really recommend this. Uh, for me, is the most beautiful song in the Spanish football, for sure. For it's me too, Edu, and my, my partner is Greek, and she loves it as well. She doesn't understand the lyrics, but she loves it as well. It's amazing. Go after this video on YouTube to check it. And then we have uh, Rayo Barcelona, Rayo, a historic team in the Spanish football, now in Segunda División, hopefully very soon in Primera. They are now fourth and they kicked out already a Primera team, Elche, in the previous round. And well, you know how Barcelona suffered against uh, Cornellà in the previous round. They missed two penalties, but actually they are pretty good now in La Liga, four victories. Or in, in a row, and they are better on the road. They were struggling at the beginning of the season playing uh, outside uh, Camp Nou, and now they are doing it better. Do you think they might have problems here? I was surprised to see the odds for Rayo because they are not that, that high a, a home victory, actually, in this game. I know. Uh, I was a little bit surprised as well. I believe that, you know, Barcelona this time is going to get the upper hand. Uh, they are in a very good run. And it's funny because, you know, uh, after the game against Elche on Sunday, they asked Ronald Koeman, so what do you think about the current situation? How is it? I mean, uh, are you positive about, about how Barcelona is doing? And he was, yeah, of course. I mean, we got 20, 23 points out of the last 27. Exactly like Real Madrid. 23 out of the last 27. The problem is that Real Madrid and Barcelona are bad in relation to Atletico de Madrid. But at this very moment, in terms of how many points they have gotten in La Liga in December and January, I mean, they are okay. 
they're okay. The problem is that Atletico is just killing them. Atletico basically is going to, if they win the next game, is going to have around 50 points after 19 games, which is crazy, which is absolutely mental. So in this case, I think Barcelona is going to win it. Uh, let's not forget that Barcelona is pretty unlikely that they win La Liga. I find it almost impossible that they win the Champions League. Really, I do find it almost impossible. So, what is left for them? Probably the Spanish Cup. Atletico is out. Real Madrid is out. This is a, the easiest route for Kuman to get some silverware. So, I think Barcelona is going to win this game. And my favorite odd in this game is to Barcelona to win it and uh, to have less than 2.5 goals in this game. Uh, that pays four. And that is definitely my favorite bet. Mm -hmm. Tom is asking you if Kuman will be sacked if he's not winning any silverware this season. I think, I think, will be actually sacked. You know that, that's going to be a tricky one because uh, in normal terms, and if we were in an ideal scenario, probably yes. But at the same time, Barcelona doesn't have any money right now to pay any redundancy or any severance package. So if they are going to sack somebody. They'd better, they'd better agree with the manager the severance package before sacking him because Kike Setien was sacked as well back in August and he, has, he hasn't received the liquidation yet and uh, that's why he has sued Barcelona. So there will be a court case between Kike Setien and Barcelona because they haven't paid his severance package yet. Barcelona doesn't have any money. They've got they have one billion debt at the minute. So the last thing they need is Ronald Koeman telling them, all right, you sack me. But I need my money. My what is my severance package? That cannot happen to them. Yeah, it's uh, completely madness what is happening with uh, Kike Setien actually, and the club and the manager fighting in the court. Well, Hans is telling us that it's difficult to trust Barcelona on 90 minutes match. They are now being more reliable, um, but well, we saw how they suffer in Cornella. Let's see if they don't uh, suffer. In Vallecas, a neighborhood in Madrid. Vallecas, Rayo in second division. Also in second division is Almería, Almería Osasuna. We saw one of the biggest surprises of the previous uh, round in Copa del Rey with Almería thrashing Alaves 5-0. Almería is third in segunda. Osasuna is doing quite well right now. They are out finally of the relegation zone after many, many weeks. They beat Granada in the weekend. We saw them beating Espanyol, the best team in Segunda in Copa del Rey. But if we check the odds, Almería is favorite. Yeah, uh, that's a funny one. That's why I'm going for Osasuna to qualify, because Osasuna is a very much improved team. Uh, we were talking a couple of weeks ago about the fact that Osasuna couldn't stop drawing games. But, you know, uh, they are getting better. Last weekend, in fact, they managed to get a win, and that was very positive for them. Not only they won, but they beat Granada 3-1. Granada is a very good team, so you can really tell that uh, Diago Barrasate's men are improving, and uh, I think that Osasuna is going to keep that trend a little bit. How interested are they in winning the cup or uh, progressing in the cup? That's another story. I think that for Osasuna, the best thing that could happen to them is to focus on La Liga and to focus on uh, staying in the top flight. However, for this game, I'm going for Osasuna. I think that they are going to qualify. So this is the nuance here. I'm betting Osasuna to qualify. And that pays 2.1. And uh, I like the under 1.5 market as well. Uh, this can be one of those toe-to-toe uh, -to -toe games. Uh, Almería doesn't score that many goals in the second division, or Sasuna either. So the under 1.5 goals market is very interesting for me. That almost triples up your money. I'm going for that one. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty clear here that uh, it's a value bet going for Osasuna 
in this moment against Almeria. Then on Thursday we have uh, two, three tie teams against Primeras. The first one, Naval Carnero, Granada, Naval Carnero is another city, a town from the region of Madrid. They are third right now in Segunda B, again, third tier division in Spain, but they already beat Eibar, Primera, and Las Palmas from Segunda División. And now they have another good team, Granada. Granada already beat Malaga, which is not easy, of course. It's another uh, big team, or, although now they are in uh, Segunda División. And we know how Granada, like Copa del Rey, last season they arrived to the semifinals. And now it's very easy for them, Alvaro, again, to be in the quarterfinals. And who knows what can happen with uh, Granada, leaving one of their best moments in the history of the club, for sure. Yeah, and let's see how they, how they face this game. Uh, it's interesting to see Granada because, uh, you know, this season they have played already 33 games. Last season they played 45 games in 12 months. So... They must be tired, and I can understand why uh, the manager Diego Martinez is uh, doing so many heavy rotations. In fact, uh, after beating Malaga in the cup, Diego Martinez played or started eight new faces in the game against Osasuna in La Liga. So Granada is rotating a lot, and when the teams rotate that much, it's very difficult to make a prediction about what's going to happen. So in this case, there are a few markets that I do like. For example, a double chance for Naval Carnero. Sounds a bit crazy, I know, but that pays 260. It's a double chance for a Naval Carnero. And then there is another one that uh, is very interesting too. For example, the Asian Handicap Market. Edu, have a look to this one. An Asian Handicap Zero for Naval Carnero. That pays 530. You know, okay. and Granada, as I said before, they are rotating a lot in the, in the cup and they have beaten only second division opposition or third tier opposition in the cup. So, uh, are Granada a guarantee of a win in the cup? I don't think so, really, because I don't know what they are up to. I don't know if they are going for the competition. I don't know if they are actually like playing it and, well, it's all right. We win, we win the game, but it's not our target to win the competition. So I'm going for the Asian Handicap Zero for Naval Carnero. That uh, basically multiplies by five your money, and that's a very interesting one as well. I think the players from Naval Carnero cannot believe what you are saying right now. <laughs> Beat also Granada, Tom is asking us if there are any famous players in uh, that had played for Naval Carnero. Actually, Naval Carnero, they just arrived to Segunda B. It's not a historic exactly. team at all. It's a completely new team. There are some big teams in the region of Madrid, but uh, recently we've seen it with Fuenlabrada, with Las Rozas, with Naval Carnero. There are um, several towns. Uh, around the city that they are having their clubs more money and they are making a good job and one example is Naval Carnero that they've never been in these stages of Copa del Rey not even in this uh, top uh, position in the table in Segunda B but yeah. so it's not like SPAL like yesterday we were talking with Dani Fisichella and SPAL is a historic team of course in Italy a historic team uh, is Alcoyano, but like really, really long time ago, and they were able to beat uh, Real Madrid in the extra time and Huesca last week, and now they face Athletic. We were laughing before last week, Alvaro, because Athletic had a difficult trip always to Ibiza. They struggled, but they made the job. 
and we were talking about the Hanover they might have they might have because of the victory in the Super Cup. This is a good Hanover. They thrash Getafe 5-1. They qualify for Copa del Rey. Muniain is on fire. Five passes in the last three appearances. Raúl García is on fire. Four goals scored in the last four games for Athletic. So there is a Marcelino effect. That's for sure. There is, there is. And, uh, you know, it wasn't easy uh, the win they got on Monday because they beat Getafe. And they beat Getafe heavily, actually. Uh, you know that Marcelino and Bordalas don't talk to each other. So yeah. the victory must have been super satisfying for Marcelino as well. But that's a different story. I think that Athletic Club Bilbao are playing a very positive football. What the Germans called positive football in 2006 when they organized their World Cup after having played negative football.